Welcome to Well Articulated. are back um i know last time we learned about my story so now we're just gonna throw it over to jordan and learn about his story and kind of how he got into dentistry it's quite interesting so start us off thank you thank you Deutsche. so uh yeah so like sam was saying i i have a different story like there are some people that like they come into dentistry or they come into like the world and they're like five years old and they're like oh I want to be a dentist when I'm older and it's like that was definitely not me I mean like I loved the dentist when I was younger like was I that also go, your voice that was my voice it was okay oh my cool. god I love the dentist no but Swifty <laughs> voice but uh no I actually went to the dentist when I was younger and I hated getting cleanings but like anytime they had to like block me and give me a filling no problem it was the weirdest thing which should have been my first sign that I should have been a dentist, to be honest, because kids don't like that. But um, when I was in high school, I wanted to go into like engineering. Then I realized I really don't like math that much. Um, and my friend was like, oh, you should be an anesthesiologist. And I looked up how much an anesthesiologist made. I'm like, yeah, let's be an anesthesiologist. So, and then obviously that didn't come to fruition because I figured out that life's more than just money um but i went to college wanted to be a physician for a while um my third year of college i ended up going on a medical mission trip with the nursing and then the pre-med groups at uh, at valpo i went to valparaiso university uh and nobody's heard of that because it's in northwestern indiana oh yeah so we went to costa rica and nicaragua and we ended up uh, just working in little health clinics down there uh, for patients that had discrepancy for healthcare and such. Uh, you know, they, the biggest town that we were in was like probably like 500 people. So uh, one of the faculty one like came up to me one day and they're like, hey, you haven't worked with the dentist yet. And I'm like, yeah, why would I want to work with the dentist? Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what I was thinking about at the time, and then, uh, and so they were like, no, you should work with them, and so I ended up working with her, um, and the first thing that we did was uh, extraction, and so it was like an extraction of a second mandibular molar, and so what she, you know, she gave him the block and everything, and she had me hold the cup that she like disposed of the extracted teeth in Gross. and so i was holding the cup Ew. i know who <laughs> wants to see that and she like she like you know started doing the extraction and you know it took a second and eventually it kind of just like you know slowly popped out and she like dropped it in the cup and i was like that was cool that's all i could think of i was like that was really freaking cool and so, you know, I worked with her for the rest of the day. She did all the different operative stuff. And I realized at that time that I wanted to do something that involved my hands, because I always wanted to do something that involved my hands. But then also, you would see these patients come in, they had such, like, prominent dental pain. 
she would do the procedure. She'd send them on the way. And I know that they're numb at the end of it. I mean, like, I'm a little bit wiser to everything, and I know that, you know, you can't just bring somebody in and, like, 100% fix everything that they're feeling out in one appointment. Sometimes you can, but not always. But, you know, they would leave, and they were a lot happier. They were just, like, so relieved to have that burden off of their backs, and they... It was just such a cool experience, and I wanted to be able to... I've always wanted to be able to help with healthcare discrepancies in what I end up doing in life. And I saw that as a good avenue for, you know, future work. We've got, like we were talking about the last time, we have Mission of Mercy that you can do in Illinois here. Um, even like abroad type of stuff, there's definitely opportunities in these areas that have lack of healthcare and dental care for me to go and do in the future as well, and I want to definitely keep that as part of something There are also volunteer clinics, sorry to jump in, there yeah, are no, volunteer sure. clinics, there are FUHCs, and there's a lot of stuff within the state of Illinois that are looking for volunteers. Chicago Dental Society Foundation has a clinic in uh, Wheaton, they're always uh, looking for volunteers to help out there, so there are opportunities for volunteerism throughout throughout the year. So uh, you can check that out through Illinois State Dental Society or Chicago Dental Society. Um, go on, on their websites and you can follow that stuff through. So I'm very happy you're, you're talking about this stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Absolutely. And so just to kind of finish off the story, because that's essentially the the beans, meat and beans of the story. Is that how you say it? Is that just sure. me? That Sounds might good. be something that my grandma Mashed used to potatoes. say. The, the taters <laughs> and the tots of the story. <laughs> no, so that's like, that's the bulk of the story really. And I ended up coming back uh, and I, you know, I was like, well, maybe I would just like, it was cool because I was on a mission trip. So I definitely wanted to get more experience in the U.S. Um, and see how things ran around here. So I ended up shadowing a couple of dentists in the area, the Valpo area. Um, I ended up sh shadowing my girlfriend's dad, who is a dentist, so like that ended up working out too. Um, and I also shadowed some oral surgeons because the thing that I really did like was that extraction and that surgical portion of everything. So that's something I do also want to focus on, not necessarily in the field of oral surgery, but more surgical procedures within the field of general dentistry. And that was what I was ideal at uh, with my office. Uh, being a general practitioner, I knew my limitations and my abilities. Um, I took a lot of uh, CE courses. Um, I took uh, some really good courses, and I, I just got more and more comfortable with doing more and more procedures. Um, starting out with oral surgery as a uh, general practitioner, I, I was general practice for over 20 years. and. Um, I did root canals, I did extractions, I did perio surgeries, I did implants, um, tons of prosto. Of course, we're doing crowns, bridges, uh, removable, a lot of removable and a load of minimal income. Um, but with the surgery aspect of it, I started out with just just easy, simple extractions. Then, you know, some root tips are easy to get out. Then I got into third molars. And once I got easy doing some third molars, you start flapping those out. And then after you flap those out, then you're getting more comfortable with the perio surgery. Then maybe you'll do a crown lengthening. Then after a crown lengthening, then maybe you'll do a quadrant flap surgery. So there is abilities through being a general practitioner that you can really grow into as long as you know your limitations. Because as of course we talked before, things are irreversible too. So you don't want to get into liabilities or anything, but you have to be confident in what you do and you continually grow. That's what practicing dentistry is all about. So thanks Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, and that's my story. All right. Um, going off your story, do you still have that tooth? 
the way back one? Oh, yeah, oh, did no, you frame no, that? No, but I still have my uh, my third molars. <laughs> I got those I, you still have a cup you put the tooth in? <laughs> oh, we tossed it. <laughs> uh, we, we had a biohazard box. Yeah, I don't think that would be a good thing to bring back to the States. <laughs> if they no. found that on my luggage on the way back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, a pat down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you done any mission trips? before? Um, not out of the country, but um, one of the most gratifying things I did, I did three single weeks in Montana in the Indian Reservation. Classic Montana. Blackfeet Indian Tribe. And, oh man, that was such a blessing. That was so cool. Um, they're really suppressed out there. Um, it's amazing. About 90% of them have diabetes. So we're always looking at their diabetic condition because, you know, the refined sugars, when the, the people came from Europe, um, they started eating refined sugars, and that really messed up their diabetic rate. So that was kind of a challenge. That was really interesting to see. Um, but one of the best stories with that one, there was a war chief coming in. I don't know how old he was. It was like 67 years old. And boy, I, I had him numb. I knew he was numb and everything. But when I took that thing out, he felt the pressure and he howled. It was a war howl. It was just like, woo! And I'm like, okay. We got the tooth out, but it kind of scared the heck out of me. I hope this tribe didn't come after me now. No, but um, actually, they, they were wonderful people. It was wonderful to do mission work like that because there's communities all throughout that need help, internationally, nationally. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that we have the ability to heal people in certain ways, and we're very fortunate that we could run a small business and, you know, have the ability to, you know, do it on our own too. But to give back is what it's all about to me, so... That's, that's really important, access to cure issues, you know, missions and mercies. Um, dentistry is a beautiful thing, and you do have to give back sometime. That's, that's really important in my mind. I think it's kind of a moral code of dentistry. So the cat is meowing right now. So <laughs> Going off about giving back, I Dad, know. shut up. You're talking too much. <laughs> Your time is cut off. You are cut off. <laughs> <laughs> But um, going off of uh, like giving back and stuff, I actually uh, assisted on uh, doing or doing work on a mobile unit. Um, Aspen Dental did have like a car that drove around to um, underserved areas and things like that. A car and or a van? A van. Okay. Actually, a car. It was a clown car. A clown car. just popped out. Yep. Mm -hmm. With our big shoes and our red nose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were set. But. Um, I think all of us really agree that giving back is one of the best aspects of dentistry and being a dentist and just providing people who cannot, you know, drive themselves five, six hours to a dental office, like, care. So I appreciate the stories. They were great today, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. And next time, we're actually going to ask Dr. Caraba to tell his story. Oh, Get ready. It's very it's exciting. Caraba.
Josh Kraba here, a.k.a. The Beast from Well Articulated Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying today's podcast. If you enjoyed this cast and would like to help us grow, uh, follow and subscribe. We will be uh, releasing podcasts every Sunday, um, new episodes. So we would like to do um, throughout the week potentially. So it depends on how many are you listening and how, how quickly we can create and grow this. So thank you very much for joining us. And uh, remember to brush those teeth, floss those teeth. And what do we drink after sweets? We drink that water. So thank you very much. Our podcast, Well Articulated, is a creation developed by professionals, dentists, and student dentists. This is an opinion-based podcast for those interested in dental and general health issues with storytelling and fun facts in between. This disclaimer covers the following entities, Chicago Dental Society, Illinois State Dental Society, University of Illinois Chicago College of Dentistry, Midwestern University School of Dentistry, and American Student Dental Association. Thank you.